This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. I am Hans. And I am Franz, and we, we just, just want to pop you off. Welcome to Health and Wellness Wednesdays on Rush to Reason. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. I used to grab bear claws as a kid, two at a time, and I'd get them launched right in this region here. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. I'm sorry that I'm fat. Welcome, listeners. You're listening to actually Dr. Scott Faulkner and not John Rush on 560 KLZ. And I have a special guest in the studio uh, for the first segment, uh, Donald Hudspeth from Cord for Life. He flew here from Orlando, Florida, just to be with us. So we're going to be talking about uh, stem cells for an hour, hour and a half. Uh, John has a very intelligent audience, and you can't BS these folks. So we're not even going to try. But they love to be educated. So... I wanted to take this opportunity to, one, introduce uh, Donald to John's audience, and two, clear up a lot of misconceptions on what is a stem cell, what is it that you guys do down in Orlando, and how can the public help, especially young ladies who uh, may be expecting, can they donate uh, umbilical cord um, to help other people out? So welcome, Donald. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, give us a little bit of your background. Why are you an expert in stem cells, and how did Cord for Life come to be? What is Cord for Life? So Cord for Life, excuse me, Cord for Life is an umbilical cord blood stem cell bank. We've been doing umbilical cord blood banking for 28 years now, and over the last four or five years, we've expanded from just generalized banking for transplantation purposes into a therapeutic realm and a research realm where we can really look at what these miraculous cells can do. And so anytime there is the need for stem cells to be collected, there's there's multiple types of stem cells that can be collected. And so you can have bone marrow, peripheral blood from an adult, adipose tissue. But what we do specifically is from the umbilical cord blood and the umbilical cord tissue. So this obviously can only be collected during the time of birth. Mm-hmm. And so parents can sign up with us to privately bank that for their own needs, or more importantly, they can donate that to the better good. 
So Cord for Life is one of the members of the National Marrow Donor Program. So if you donate your cord blood to us, our goal is to make that cord blood, that stem cell collection, available to anyone in the world in need who needs a bone marrow transplant, which is really a stem cell transplant, to re-engraft their bone marrow. So that's our first priority, is to make that transplantable product from this cord blood that's been collected and donated by these parents. That takes a lot of cells to be able to meet that need, that Mm -hmm. transplantation need. And so we looked at a way that we could more efficiently use all of these collections to a good and positive use. And so we've created this research product that we are using in clinical trials and IND to look at many, many other... Now, what's an IND? An IND, excuse me, yes. An IND is an investigational new drug. Okay. That's a designation by the FDA, and that is how a research product can be used in a human clinical trial to see how that drug reacts into the the patient. And that shows that it's going to be safe. It shows that it might be effective against whatever disease is trying to be treated. But stem cells are all natural, so there's not really a drug. So how does that fit into this? So the the regulatory body, the FDA specifically, Mm -hmm. has decided that these are going to be classified as drugs when we use them outside of the transplantation setting. Okay. So everything that we do in this clinical trial, this uh, IND, uh, investigative new drug realm, we have to look at them as a drug. So we have to meet pharmaceutical regulations. We have to do pharmaceutical type testing validations to show that everything is properly done, safe, effective, and will give us the results that we're looking for. Okay. Now, I know the FDA has their rules and regulations. I'm going to lead with the question. I know the answers, but I'm going to let you educate the audience. Did the FDA recently change those rules and regulations? So the FDA, over the last, again, several years, this has become a very hot topic in the industry. Um, We had an approved use of stem cells for transplantation to treat a, a very small set of of diseases. So the FDA has already approved these then? They, they are approved for lymphomas, leukemias, anemias, those types of blood cancers. Okay. And we've been doing that for over 30 years collectively as an industry. Wow, that long? Yes. Okay. Um, but as I said, we and the industry as a whole is looking at how we can better utilize more efficiently these collections that might be a little bit smaller in cell count so that they're not going to be usable in the transplant setting because that requires such a high dosage. But now we're trying to figure out how can we use these more efficiently in a different setting. Okay. And because of that, the FDA is really looking at this as a drug. And so they're going through all of those pharmaceutical regulations, putting them on the cord blood banks and the players in the biotherapy realm to show that they're meeting those same pharmaceutical standards. Okay. And what are those standards? So we're looking at every part of the process needs to be validated, which is to prove itself. So the collection, the transplantation, or excuse me, the transportation from the collection site to the laboratory, the process that's used to manipulate those cells from the full collection into the therapeutic product, how it's stored, the temperature that it's stored at. So every step along the way has to be validated to show that what you're trying to do is what is actually being done, and the result that you're expecting from that is the result that you're going to get. Okay. Now, so you've got the, the process part that needs to be validated. Mm-hmm. Second to that is the actual facility that it's done in. So we went from a general clean laboratory like you would see in any hospital 
to now being into a pharmaceutical grade manufacturing plant. Wow. So now we're looking at specific filtration, environmental monitoring of the air within the facility while we're doing the processing. We're going from a general lab coats and, and gloves to full body armor, if you will, head to toe covering, all the things that you would see in a pharmaceutical setting. So the FDA mandates this? Yes, it mandates this under what's called good manufacturing practices. Okay. And Cord for Life now meets these standards? Yes. So is there a certificate or something like that that the FDA gives you? The FDA doesn't certify you in this, but they do come and inspect you. And during that inspection, they will list any any shortcomings that they may see, any suggestions that they may see. And they do have the power to shut you down if they feel you don't meet enough of these standards. Okay. So if you said, ah, screw you, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, then the big arm of the government is going to come and make your life miserable. Absolutely. They will come in. They come in about every two to three years as it is. Okay. Uh, They're going to come in if they find enough of a problem Mm -hmm. or enough small problems that together is a big enough problem in their eyes. They can go anywhere from just saying, these are the things that need to be changed. Tell us how you're going to fix them and then prove to us that you fixed them. Or they can go all the way to close your door, lock up the key, burn the place down almost, if you will. So they can definitely come in and and shut the facility down if it doesn't meet their standards. Okay. Because as a stem cell provider, and for full disclosure to the audience, I have been using cells from Cord for Life since 2018. Because when I flew down to Orlando, I walked into your facility. I said, I'm Dr. Faulkner. I'm from Colorado. I want to see your organization. You opened up the door. You said, what do you want to see? Because I'd been to two other places in Southern California that did not meet that standard. And in fact, one of those, and I will name them, is Livion. The reason why I can name Livion is because they got shut down because they were selling tainted cells to doctors that had staph aureus. I know for a fact those guys are in Mexico. And in fact, I just renewed my malpractice insurance. And in my malpractice insurance, it listed six different stem cell providers, companies, that if you are, as a doctor, using these cells, they will not insure you. And I can tell you Cord for Life was not one of those. So our audience can rest assured then is what you're telling me because this isn't in Mexico. This isn't some back alley in Tijuana. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to Costa Rica or some other place that doesn't have an FDA. So you guys have been doing this for many, many years. You're governed by the FDA even though the FDA has not approved them for what I do, which is regenerative medicine, right? Correct. But it has been approved on the blood cancer side for, you're telling me, 30 years. Yes. So originally, as I, as I kind of alluded to before, what in the therapeutic side, we're in the investigational new drug phase. Okay. And that's where cord blood started in the transplantation setting as well. The National Maradona Program, uh, which operates all stem cells in the United States, um, they held an IND, an, an investigative new drug application, mm-hmm. for cord blood banks to process cord blood for transplantation. And that's where the data came to show that cord blood is safe to be used in the transplant setting mm-hmm. and effective to be used in the transplant setting. And then that allowed the FDA to then say, we will approve cord blood to be used for transplantation to reengraft the bone marrow for these diseases. Again, anemias, leukemias, lymphomas, and those types of things. And it's through that process that the FDA does and has, in this case, pr- uh, approved stem cells for that use. And so that's what we're doing now in the therapeutic setting is we're creating investigational new drugs, 
applications and clinical trials so that we can show that in this clinical trial, our stem cells that we process are effective against this particular disease. Uh And then once we have enough data from that clinical trial, we can then submit that to the FDA for approval, and then they can then approve or not the use of our stem cells for that treatment. That's excellent. So we're going to take a break. Um, If anybody wants to call in and talk to Donald, the number is 303-477-5600, and he'll be uh, happy to answer any questions, and we'll see you on the backside of the break. So, um, well, so let me add a little bit to the the question you were asking. So, um, yes, we we welcomed you to come in and look at us, and we welcome anyone else to look at us. And in fact, as I said, the FDA comes every couple of years. But one of the things that might be a little bit different with Court for Life and some of these other companies that you're concerned about mm-hmm. is that the FDA is not the only people that come to look at us, and and that we have to be regulatory compliant to. So we have the AABB which was formerly called the American Association of Blood Banks. They have a cell therapy line, and so we're accredited to cell therapy services. And then we have several states in the U.S. that require licensure to do business with stem cells, collection of cord blood, distribution of cord blood, and we hold licenses by all of those states that require that. So we have regulatory bodies in our office all the time inspecting us. Yeah, and a lot of us don't like three-letter agencies. I tell John this all the time, but... The one thing the FDA does do well is they make sure that our blood supply and tissue supply are top-notch. Absolutely, yes. All right. So, again, give us a call at 303-477-5600, and we'll be right back. High Five Plumbing knows that trees in your yard can wreak havoc on your pipes, and they can fix the problem for good. Tree root intrusion occurs because the roots in your yard are naturally attracted to the moisture provided by your sewer lines. As the roots grow closer to your sewer system, the water inside functions like a fertilizer, causing them to pierce the lines, creating huge leaks and major obstructions. High Five uses a six-month drain treatment that has been proven effective against tree roots in an environmentally friendly process. High Five can use herbicides, hydrojetting, and augers to make sure that the root system is cleared and the tree stays healthy. And when you are a High Five Club member, the inspection is free. Your appointment is priority and you don't pay the service fee. You got slow drains, gurgling toilets, or smell sewage outside your home? Call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today. Gonna take care of that clock. No problem. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial is so certain he can help you plan your retirement, he'll buy you dinner just for the opportunity to meet with you. If you have investable assets and need your portfolio analyzed for volatility, performance, and personal and professional expenses, you need Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al has been in this business for over 30 years, and his listeners on KLZ trust him implicitly with their own retirement plan performance. With the economy making things more difficult by the day, you need someone to make sure that you're on the most efficient path to stretch out your investment risk and ensure that your goals are still in sight. For a limited time, Al is offering a free dinner to those who have investable assets and who want to re-evaluate their retirement plan. Just go to klzradio.com slash money today to make a no-strings-attached appointment to come meet with Al and have dinner 
on him. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. When you use veteran windows and doors, you can trust that the installation will always be done correctly. With the rain and drastic changes in temperature daily, you may have noticed your windows or doors letting in cold and hot air. Or worse, water seeps in through your windows or doors, damaging your drywall and your home. This can happen due to improper installation or poor quality products, which occurs far too often with other companies. But Veteran Windows and Doors guarantees that both their installation process and products they use will always meet and exceed code. And with Veterans, you will not have leaks or drastic temperature changes inside your home. You want your windows and doors to do their job by keeping the weather outside, keeping your home comfortable inside. So you need a trustworthy company that will do the job right. That's Veteran Windows and Doors. Reach out to them today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. Father and son, Doug and Hunter, and the team at Cub Creek Heating and AC know what good old-fashioned integrity means. They've been in business since 1997, and they approach service the same way they did when they started. They look at every job like it's their own home because they always want to be sure they can sleep at night with a clear conscience. They don't go for upsells. They give you options, and you can decide what's right for you. Cub Creek breaks down your charges in an itemized list while they're in your home to avoid surprises. That's why when people want a second opinion on their HVAC needs, they call Doug and Hunter at Cub Creek Heating and AC. And most importantly, Doug and Hunter are not only technicians, they are craftsmen, and they take incredible pride in their work. That's why they're proud, exclusive Ream Heating and Cooling Pro Partners. Contact Doug and Hunter of Cub Creek Heating and AC today by going to klzradio.com HVAC. Listen online, klzradio.com. Back to Rush to Reason. Welcome back, listeners. This is Dr. Scott Faulkner sitting in for John Rush with my good friend Donald Hudspeth from Cord for Life. Flew in all the way from Orlando, Florida. So, Donald, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. So I would like to back up for those who may have missed John and I's conversation a couple of weeks ago on stem cells. First off, what is a stem cell? So stem cell is the building block of all of the cells and tissues in the body. So a stem cell has a unique ability to differentiate or change into various types of cells. And so as each time that it changes and becomes a little bit further down the line toward its final goal, it can then take, if you kind of look at a, uh, a tree upside down, so you've got the trunk of the tree, that's the stem cell, and then it can branch out into all of these various types of cells. So that's what's great about these cells is that single stem cell can become lung tissue, it can become a white blood cell, it can become a hair follicle, it can become bone, whatever, through the proper channels. And that's what makes these so valuable. Yeah. And so when I talk to a patient, I talk to them about chocolate and vanilla, just to keep it simple. Okay. Right. Because in broad strokes, you have the hematopoietic stem cells, heme meaning blood. Yes. So those can become red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. That's what you guys really specialize in for those patients who have the, the blood cancers. You said they've been approved for about 30 years. Correct. 
What I do is on the mesenchymal stem cells, so I call that vanilla. Those guys can become hair, neurons, right, brain tissue, eyeball tissue, lung, kidney, skin, big toe tissue, all the other tissues. So chocolate and vanilla to help just people get a grasp around it in their minds. Right. Okay. So a young lady who doesn't want to have an abortion can then say, well, I want to help somebody out. I'm going to have this child, but there's something that I can do because normally we take that umbilical cord and we throw it in the trash can. Yes. So what can that young lady do? So it's very similar to donating blood. If you've gone to the Red Cross or or anyone like that to donate peripheral blood as an adult, the sign-up is very similar. The questions that you would see there are very similar to the questions that you're going to see on a health questionnaire to donate your cord blood. So once you've been approved as a donor, which is part of that, as we talked about before, that safe blood supply, Mm -hmm. then um, we send a kit to you, and your physician will collect the cord blood, either he or she or the nursing staff, once you deliver your baby. So the first thing that we tell the collectors is focus on the mom and the baby first. Mm -hmm. If both of them... get through without any problems the delivery and everything is safe with them then and only then do we worry about collecting cord blood so we want to make sure that the mom and the baby are are perfectly fine and safe then we collect the cord blood we provide them with all the materials that that are needed and it comes back to our lab and then we're going to do the processing of that and enlist it for anybody in the world to find okay is there a time frame in that 40-week pregnancy that really a young lady should be thinking about, hey, I should reach out to Cord for Life and see if I would be a candidate for this? Yes, we'd like to have them signed up before their 35th week. That gives us time to do that review of their health questionnaire and gives us time to contact them. So if, if, for example, one of the questions is is about travel outside the United States in Mm -hmm. particular areas and particular times. So if they say yes, but they didn't tell us, well, it was to this location or that location, we can follow up with them and make sure that it's not a malarial risk, not a risk for other diseases. So we follow up with them, make sure that they understand all the questions, Mm -hmm. give them a chance to ask us questions about the process, and then we ship the kit directly to them. So we've got to have a little bit of time for that to happen. But then once that's, that's happened, they have the kit, they take that with them. When they go into labor to the hospital, everything's there for them to do the collection. Okay. So that leads to another question of mine is as a doctor who sees patients in the hospital all the time, people forget where they've been, what they've done. So is there a process in place that the you guys have or the FDA mandates that will pick up if somebody had, say, a hepatitis exposure or hepatitis or HIV or syphilis or something like that? Yes. Yeah, so in addition to the paper screening, which we were talking about with the health questionnaire, mm-hmm. we do collect a couple of vials of blood from the mom because the mom is the one who would have had the exposure prior to delivery, not the baby. And the mom is the one who can make antibodies to these various diseases, not the baby. Mm -hmm. So we collect blood from the mom, and we do infectious disease testing to prove that they have not created antibodies to HIV, HTLV, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, those sorts of things, syphilis, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So there's a long list of blood, uh, excuse me, of tests that we do to make sure that that blood is safe. And it's very similar to what you would have tested if you donated your, your blood peripherally as well. Okay. Now, do you guys do that, or do you have to send it out to an independent lab? Because, you know, you're in business to make a buck, Great so question. would you fake the results and say, ah, oh, well, it's close enough? 
we send that out to a CLIA certified lab. CLIA is a designation by the U.S. government. It stands for the Clinical Laboratory Improvement Act. Mm -hmm. And so any lab that does testing of any kind for diagnostic or donor screening testing has to be CLIA certified in order for those results to be valid in the U.S. So we do actually send them uh, here to Colorado and to uh, Arizona. Uh, We send all of our blood for testing by a CLIA certified lab to do all of that testing. Okay, so they are independent, third party, so you guys can't fake the results. No. So once you get that clean result, then what does Cord for Life do with it? So the results actually come after we've processed it because there's a timeline from the moment the baby is delivered and the cord blood is collected. We want to have those cells separated out and frozen within 48 hours. Okay. So we do that under the good hopes that the idea of the infectious disease testing is going to come back negative. And that's where that paper screening comes in. So we can weed out a lot of those risk factors that are potentially cause a positive result. Okay. But we do have some that come back positive, and then we have to discard them. But in the meantime, while we're waiting on that testing to come back from the third-party laboratory, we've already processed the cord blood down into the stem cell concentrate. We've banked them into the cryogenic freezer. So we're talking minus below minus 150 degrees Celsius, so very cold. And they're there now until someone says, discard it because of this test being abnormal. Um, Or if everything is good and, and, and passes, then a physician can say, these are the cells that I want for my patient, and we will ship them to them. Okay. So we've just come through COVID. Everybody's concerned. Um, do you guys test for COVID? Do you take the, the cord blood from, say, a mom who had COVID? Or can a provider like myself order uh, vaccine-free if the mom wanted to get the vaccine can somebody like myself order vaccine-free stem cells to give to my patients? So we do not test for COVID, but we have added an addendum to our health questionnaire to ask many questions. We've done this several times over the years. We did it for SARS uh, several years ago. We did it for COVID when COVID started. So we do ask if they've ever been been diagnosed with COVID and if they have had any of the vaccines. We also, since these uh, may sign up in advance of the actual collection of the, the cord blood, we also ask if they plan to get the vaccine between now and their delivery. So we have all, have all of that information available mm-hmm. so that if you ask me, Donald, I want you know, a, a donor that's never had the COVID vaccine or has had the COVID vaccine, whatever your preference, we have that information and we can make sure that we provide what you're looking for. Yep. And I can vouch for that because, listeners, I always ask for vaccine-free yes. uh, stem cells. So if you come to me because you have a bad knee, bad shoulder, bad uh, hip, or say an autoimmune disorder, you'll know that, okay, I don't have to worry about that spike protein, the mRNA, quote-unquote vaccine, which really isn't a vaccine, and um, it's not going to be tainted that way. Right. So, very good. Um, Tell me the difference between an umbilical cord stem cell and a bone marrow aspirate, because there's a lot of orthopedic surgeons out there, especially Regenex has been selling these machines to the orthopedic surgeons, and some of them are saying, oh, well, my, your bone marrow cells are as good as umbilical cord derived. So the biggest difference is going to be in the maturity of the cell mm-hmm. and then in the number that you can collect at one time. So if you think about the, the cord blood in the cord in the placenta, there's only so much room for blood to be in there. So there's a finite amount of blood that we can collect. Okay. Whereas in the bone marrow, 
while there's still a finite amount of space, but it's packed with cells. There's no fluid. There's no liquid like in the blood from the cord. Okay. So you're going to get more cells from a bone marrow aspirate, but those cells are going to be more mature. And the way that I typically describe that is stem cell versus stem cell as a warrior. So you have, from the bone marrow, you have a 40- or 50-year-old man who's getting a bone marrow aspirate. His stem cells are a warrior from 40 or 50 years. They know how to use their shield. They know how to use their sword. Whereas the cord blood stem cells, they're a newborn. They might not be able to raise up that shield yet. They might not be able to swing that sword yet, but they have the tools. So when you take those immature cells and put them into an adult recipient, the recipient knows how to use those weapons. So they guide the cord blood cells that are naive and immature how to use those tools and then in turn the immature cells guide the older recipient cells in how to get those tools so they work together to fight whatever it is they're trying to overcome okay and i have lots of papers i actually have the head to study from 2013 that shows they used uh, adipose derived Mm -hmm. so from fat cells umbilical cord derived and bone marrow aspirate they went head-to-head to see which ones were more potent, had the more power. Right. And it was hands down, there's no question, umbilical cord drive stem cells is the clear winner. So when your orthopedic surgeon says, oh, well, I can take this out of you and give it back, yours are old and tired. And there's exactly. very few of them. They, they die off. Exactly. Yep. So. All right. That's great. We're going to take a break now, and uh, we'll talk uh, with Donald in just a few minutes. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. K&R Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUp to do it all for you. ReUp will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. K&R knows your market. They know what sells, and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Premier Home Remodels is the full-service remodeling company for your individual needs. Remodeling your home does not have to involve tearing down your entire house or even half of your home. Premier Home Remodels will work with you on any remodeling idea you have, regardless of the size, as they want to build long-term relationships with all their customers. They can help you complete a small remodel now, even if it is only your kitchen cabinets, while assisting you in planning for the future home you want when you want it. Premier Home Remodels will guide you to your end home goal and will incrementally work with you towards your dream home. With Premier Home Remodels over 50 collective years of experience, they can handle any size remodeling project. And they want to earn your trust by offering a free consultation and evaluation so you can decide together what is best for your home. To start the conversation for your home remodel, go to klzradio.com remodel. 
Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. When Dustin at Genesis 1-3 Electric started his business, he knew how important it was to build a legacy through family values. He saw other companies missing critical components like quality, communication, and most of all, building a respectful and loyal team. If you read any of their 113 five-star reviews on Google, you will see that his family's commitment makes for extremely satisfied customers who have become lifelong patrons of Genesis 1-3 Electric. Dustin and his team take the sting out of a potentially bad situation by partnering with you as an extension of his family, treating you with respect and thoughtfulness. They communicate throughout your appointment with GPS trackers, phone calls, and text messages. And his staff is friendly and accessible for follow-ups as needed. The legacy that Dustin and the team at Genesis 1-3 Electric are leaving is one of faith, family, and a job done right the first time. Reach out to Dustin for your appointment at klzradio.com slash light today. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. And we're back, listeners. This is Dr. Scott on 560 KLZ sitting in for John Rush. I have a special guest, Donald Hudspeth, from Court for Life in the studio with me. He came all the way from Orlando, Florida. I appreciate that. Sure. So um, for the young ladies, and, and it could be a, a young man who maybe his wife is, is pregnant. And, and yes, it would be a wife, not a whatever. Um, how could they make this gift? Because there's two ways they can go about it, you said. There's the private where they would pay if they want to store their baby's umbilical cord, right? Yes. For later use. One, how do they go about that? So either way, they can contact our website, www.cordforlife. That's F-O-R, cordforlife.com. They can call us at 1-800-869-8608 and enroll. So there's a lot of content on there. They can research. They can look at our website, look at competitors' websites, and make their decision for themselves. But if they do choose Court for Life, which I would suggest, Mm -hmm. um, they can then decide whether they want to privately bank, and they pay a fee for that, and then they are the controller. So they'd make all decisions. We process our private banking samples in the very same manner that we do our commercial research products and our public donated cord blood. So if anything is less than normal, we contact the parents and give them medical advice and information for them to make an educated decision 
on what they want to do going forward. So for example, if the collector collects less than we would expect and their sale count is low, we would contact them and let them make that decision. We're not just going to process it and run their credit card and say, it is what it is, that's what you got. So we give them that information so they can make an informed decision. And we would suggest using a new concept, which is a five-chambered bag. And what that means is we can individually seal these chambers from each other, but still attach to each other. And so now, instead of only having a 25 mil product that's been historically used as a transplant product, that may not be what their family needs in the future. So now we have five chances of using a portion of this in a more therapeutic type of setting. So now we're trying to think in the future, this family may or may not need transplantation, and they still can do all five chambers at once to do a transplant setting, but now they have also options where they can use 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 milliliters at a time based on what their trial, what they're trying to overcome, and who that recipient might be. But if they decide, you know, I don't want to do private banking, but this is something that I'm, I'm passionate about, I want to publicly donate it, that's wonderful. And that's where, again, they through the website, through the phone number, they can get information, they can sign up and, and get their enrollment forms. They complete those forms, they send them back to us, we'll do the review, we contact them, we counsel them, give them a chance to ask any questions they should possibly want answered. Once everything has been vetted that they're a qualified donor, mm-hmm. we send them the collection kit. We actually talk with their physician to make sure that he or she understands the collection process, gives them a chance to ask any questions on how to do the collection so that everything is taken care of. All the materials are provided. They do the collection after the baby's been delivered. They send it back to us, and then we're going to do the rest. We're going to process it. So that basically means we're going to take the hopefully 100 to 150 milliliter collection, and we're going to concentrate it down into 25 mils of solid stem cells all the stem cells that were collected, and we're going to bank that at a cryogenic temperature, again, very cold, minus uh, below minus 150 degrees Celsius, and it will be in our tanks in Florida until it either is disqualified through testing or, more likely, until a physician says, this matches my recipient, I want that for transplantation, or I have a patient that needs a therapeutic use, and, and under this clinical research, we're going to send that to them for that, that purpose. Okay. So that brings up a couple of questions. One, is there a cost to the mom if she says, you know what, I, I don't want to bank this for my child later or I can't afford it. I want to donate it. Is there a cost to the mom? Absolutely no cost to the mother whatsoever. Wow. So it is truly a gift that could save somebody's life. Absolutely. And like you said before, this is taking medical waste out of the medical trash can and delivering it to a qualified laboratory to make it beneficial for anyone in the world. So let's say there's some nurses listening to John's show and they work in a hospital. Is there a way that maybe they could get their labor and delivery department to reach out to Cord for Life and start to partner with you? I mean, we're in Colorado. Thank you. Here's a beautiful day for you, by the way. I know you left uh, Orlando that was rainy. Is there a way that hospitals in the Colorado or anywhere across the United States can partner with Cord for Life? Absolutely. We're always looking for qualified hospitals that that have the same passion. And it takes that passion to really keep that ball rolling, if you will. But if there is a an OBGYN, a nurse, anyone in the hospital that wants to start that process, they can give us a call. Again, 1-800-869-8608. 
They can ask to speak for me if they would like, but they can start the ball with anyone that answers the phone. We will be more than happy to talk with them to see what we can do. And we would love to have, we call that a fixed site collection center. So in that particular case, we would actually have kits there at the hospital so that mom walks in off the street, never having heard of donating her cord blood. She can get some information, she can make a decision, and that cord blood can be collected when she goes into labor later that day. Wow, so we could take something that we're throwing into the trash can now and possibly change somebody's life in Pennsylvania. Yes, and, and not only Pennsylvania, but around the world. Yeah. We've, we've distributed hundreds of these around the world, uh, as many to Europe and, and, and whatnot as we have to the United States. So this wow. is real, truly a global setting. And there's no cost to the mom. No cost to the mom whatsoever. That's fantastic. Okay, so back to the uh, private side where mom, dad have decided, okay, I want to bank my baby's umbilical cord. So my first question to you is you said that now you can put them into smaller aliquots, smaller bags, because I had a patient who she was a nurse at one of the local hospitals. She had banked her baby's cord. And they would not release that to me or to her, even though she was signing the release. She paid the money. They would not release it so that uh, she wanted to use those stem cells for her mom's knee that had arthritis. I was willing to do it, but the banking center competitor um, would absolutely refuse to uh, release the cells. So the, the FDA regulates these under two separate things. They call it 351 product versus a 361 product. And basically what that means is a publicly donated sample for anyone to use and a privately banked sample that the FDA limits their regulation for first-degree relatives. So in this particular case, the owner, which in this case would be the parents of that cord blood, have the right to say who and how and where that's used. So as long as they're distributing that to a licensed physician, mm-hmm. I am not aware of regulations that said that that couldn't be done. Wow. So it was pretty much all about the money because they wanted to continue to bank that, those stem cells, that product. There certainly likely would be additional fees for each year of storage that would have been lost had they shipped it out. Yeah. But Court for Life then could say, I'll give you one of these packets, send it to Dr. Faulkner, let's treat you or your loved one, your, your first-degree relative, but yet you have all these set aside. Exactly. Okay. So why would a mom choose to uh, bank the baby's cord blood? What is she anticipating down the road for this child? Well, currently we obviously know the the approved uses, which are the the leukemias, the lymphomas. So there could be another sibling either already born or to be born that has some sort of childhood leukemia that they may want to use it to treat immediately. More importantly or more likely, it's going to be something years down the road. So it could be, and again, if the trial is in place, it could be that the father's had a heart attack and they want to to treat the heart muscle of the father. It could be a grandparent that's fighting Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or stroke. It could be the same child in some cases. So there's, there's many, many potential needs. Virtually, I like to say, we're looking at every potential disease other than the common cold. Right. And... Most of these will probably have at least some value to be gained by using stem cells in some way. Yep, and that's exactly why I use these cells because I have treated patients with Parkinson's, with strokes, with heart failure. I've got a great study that shows that umbilical cord drive stem cells, when given, this was a 12-month study, 
improved the function of the heart every month for 12 months. They also used bone marrow stem cells, and that showed no improvement whatsoever. So the, the, the juries now come in with a verdict. Umbilical cord stem cells are superior to bone marrow. There's really no reason to do it. And now you guys are making it easier for us providers to help our patients and their loved ones get this much-needed treatment. Yes. That's great. So, again, this is Dr. Scott Faulkner sitting in for John Rush at 560 KLZ. Give us a call at 303-477-5600, and we'll be right back. Finding insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars out of your pocket. You need an independent insurance broker to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of independent insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. GIA never charges fees and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service you don't get with a call center or online. Whether it is your home, auto, Medicare, life, ACA, health, or business insurance, GIA has got you covered. They've been doing this as independent brokers since 1984. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. I want you to know that there are similarities between wearing glasses and estate planning even if they're not the same thing. Glasses help you see things more clearly, and an estate plan, done with me, helps you see more clear where your stuff is going to go in the future. Glasses can help you drive better, but if you wear your estate plan on your face while you're driving, nah, that could be disastrous. I got my glasses when I was 12. You probably don't need an estate plan if you're 12, but if you're over the age of 18 and have a car, clothes, or a nice pair of glasses, you need an estate plan. The state will tie your assets up in probate for years if you don't have an estate plan, and it gives you the peace of mind that your family won't have to fight to execute your will. You don't need me to get glasses, but you do need me to write a customized, comprehensive plan for you. Contact me at klzradio.com estate today to see your future clearly. Do the job right the first time is not just a saying. It's the founding principle of Pops Garage Door. Pops understands the importance of a seamless experience when it comes to repairing your garage door. And that is why they are committed to excellence with a quality of service you can only get from family. As a family-owned business, Pops' team of expert technicians will treat you with that same care and respect they give to their family. They will service your garage door right the first time with no pressure to upsell or too good to be true deals. Pops Garage Door doesn't just do customer service. They do family service, providing a free inspection and estimate to ensure your garage door is fixed the first time out. And with over 275 star Google reviews, you can be confident Pops will treat you well. Let Pops Garage Door do the job right the first time for you by going to klzradio.com garage. That's klzradio.com garage. Alan Davis knows that renting electricity from Excel Energy and other power providers will cost you more and more every year. The new solar energy financial incentives are exciting because they allow a homeowner who has good sunlight on the roof of their home to pay much less for their electricity versus renting that electricity from the power company. Now there's a push to install smart meters in Colorado homes too. And that means in addition to the huge annual power bill increases, 
will have even more to pay due to the smart meter rollout. That is on top of the fact that most power companies in Colorado have dramatically increased their annual power bills far past the normal historical annual increases. Now, it's common to see 15 to 20% annual increases if you continue to rent your electricity from the power companies. Typically, those who get solar installed pay about two-thirds less than they were going to pay the power company over the next 25 years. That's money back in your pocket, and you get to determine your electricity future. Call Alan Davis now at 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. And Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with Extreme Auto Repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com extreme today. Suck it up, Buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. You're w- listening to Dr. Scott sitting in for John Rush on Health and Wellness Wednesday. It's a gorgeous day here in Colorado, and thank you for welcoming my friend Donald Hudspeth from Cord for Life. Glad to be here. Thank you. So question that I know is going to come up. Are these embryonic stem cells? No. Um, in fact, the only way to get embryonic stem cells is from fetal tissue and of course in order to do that you would have to abort the fetus these are even though they're neonatal and they're from a newborn baby these are still considered adult stem cells so everything beyond the embryonic stage is considered adult stem cells so cord blood stem cells cord tissue stem cells adipose and bone marrow of of course are all considered adult stem cells nothing to do with with fetal and embryonic stem cells okay so when somebody comes to me and for those in the listening audience if you want more information on stem cells because i am an expert in stem cells i've been using them since 2018 my first patient was my uncle who had lou Gehrig's disease you can reach me at 303-663-6990 i will give you a free consultation i will give you time to address all your questions and come up with a treatment plan that works for you. Um, and I really appreciate you taking the time, Donald, to answer these questions. Next one that I know we're going to get is Joe Rogan, the famous podcaster, about five years ago had Mel Gibson on his program. Mel Gibson, his dad was sick in Arizona at the Scottsdale Hospital. He got his dad out of the hospital, flew to Panama, where there's a gentleman by the, doctor, uh, by the name of Dr. Reardon who gave Mel Gibson's father, he said umbilical cord drive stem cells. From listening to the podcast, it sounds like they were um, umbilical cord derived, but he expands the cell line. Okay. Okay. I know the FDA 
tells us that we cannot expand the cell line. So my question to you is, one, what does it mean to expand a cell line that the FDA says that in the United States we're not supposed to do that? And two, Joe Rogan had made a comment, I thought they were illegal in the United States. So if you could address those two questions. Sure. So the concept of expansion is taking a small number of cells, let's say in the thousands, and growing it in cell culture to expand it into the millions of cells. And in doing so, we as a collective industry haven't fully studied for long enough to understand what other things change besides the number of cells. And so for that reason, the FDA considers any type of expansion more than minimally manipulated. That's their terminology. And so currently what they allow are minimally manipulated products. So you take the, the, the blood out of the cord in this particular case, you concentrate it, you're not doing anything else to change that cell. Whereas in cell culture, we don't know if things change. And so it's for that reason of uncertainty, it's considered more than minimally manipulated. And so we as an industry, in order to be able to get to the point of using that, if we can get to that point, is by proof of the pudding. So we have to do it enough times in the laboratory to show either they are or they are not still the same cell. So until that time comes, the FDA has said, no, we, we're not going to use those types of expanded cells. Okay. Is it not true that a lot of research is also done outside of the United States? South Korea does a lot on stem cells. Israel does a lot. And when you expand a cell line faster than what it wants to on its own, you can actually get malignancy. That is certainly possible, and that's one of the reasons, as you said, it stated right. earlier, that's what the FDA's design is for, is to prevent these things from happening too quickly before we know all of the answers. Yeah. And so, yes, this that is one of the things that can happen if it's not properly done. Right. So to the listeners, if you're thinking about going to Panama, you might want to think twice. If you're thinking of going to Tijuana to get your cells, remember what I said about Livion. We know for a fact that they set up shop down there, and they were selling cells that – um, were tainted with Staph aureus, the bacterium. Okay. So the next question was with Joe Rogan, he said or made the comment, I thought they were illegal in the United States. Can you address that? So my, the first thing that I would say to that is there's not enough information, in my opinion, for, for that statement to be complete and therefore to be true or untrue. Um, as we've stated earlier, the FDA has approved stem cells. We've been using stem cells in the United States for since the 1950s because bone marrow is a type of stem cell. So stem cells unto themselves are not illegal to be used in the United States. It depends on the type of cell. It depends on the type of use and how and where it's being used. So again, under the practice of medicine, is it at a certified transplant center? Is it a, a accredited hospital where the cells processed at an accredited cord blood bank or a pharmaceutical bank, whatever the case may be? So there are certainly legal ways of using stem cells in the United States. It happens every day. Yeah, I know. I'm one of those guys that use them, and uh, I haven't had the sheriff knocking down my door yet and or the feds and saying, hey, you're using these illegally. We're going to send you to Supermax. Right. So um, give us the, the name and number to Court for Life again. Court for Life. We're in Orlando, Florida. Our website is www.cordforlife.com. And you can reach us by phone at 1-800-869-8608. Yep. So you'll like this story. Last night, my wife and I went to a Rockies game where they 
stunk up the joint and the Dodgers <laughs> just crushed them. But the gentleman who took us to the game was one of my patients. I met him in the hospital when he had COVID. And he also has asthma. This was several years ago. I gave him stem cells, uh, fixed his lungs, and his pulmonologist was just shocked. He went back because I gave him stem cells about a month ago, and he wanted to see if they would help his asthma. The pulmonologist, again, was shocked and took him and decreased his medications by 50%. Wow. And this is in a month. So we're hoping that he, you know, fingers crossed, knock yes. on wood, that uh, he can either get off those medications entirely or be significantly better so that he can go back to playing tennis. But that's just one story of one person that I've helped with you guys' product. That's wonderful. We love to hear that. We know these cells are special. We know they can do some miraculous things, and we're just eager to get through that process. Yep. All right. Thank you, Donald. Thank you. And we'll be back at the top of the hour.